Hi there, you're listening to Fuck It, I'm Starting a Business. My name's Henna and welcome to episode 56. This is the series where I talk about what's working, what's not, ups, downs, challenges and hacks when it comes to running your own business, getting it up and started. And today's episode, episode number 56, we're going to be talking about how to validate your startup idea. And we've got James, which I'm really, really excited about because we have got a, uh, a guest uh, who's from We Make Waves. And he's going to be telling us a bit about how to validate your idea, some of the things you need to be looking at. We're gonna also be looking at other brands and examples and um, just, all the questions that you can think of that need to be touched on if you're doing this. So if you are in the process of starting up something and considering whether you wanna go full blown in on tech or what questions you might need to be asking, this is a really good episode for you. So to kickstart, James, I would love it if you could tell everyone everyone, a little bit about yourself. Hello, thanks Hannah. Yes, I'm James. Uh, I'm a co-founder of We Make Waves. We are a, um, a digital product studio. Um, we work with a lot of startups helping entrepreneurs validate their ideas um, and eventually build out those ideas. Um, yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, really excited. One of the things that I was really um, keen to do during this series was document the process. So as I come to certain hurdles and I'm learning things along the way, we note them down and we figure out the solutions because the thing is is that once you go past a particular issue or a particular challenge, you then sort of forget all the pain points. And this is a way where we can kind of keep a bit more on top of it. So to kick off, I think let's start off with what is idea validation? It's a term which is thrown out a lot and it would be good to just hone in on it. Thanks, Anna. Yeah, so um, that is a good question. What is idea validation? I, for me, I think there's, there's two aspects to this. There's the, the first bit, which is the problem. So assuming that everyone, everyone's idea is solving a particular problem and that is the case for for every product I think um, you know does this does this problem exist uh, are there people that you're solving this problem for are they willing might they be willing to pay for a solution to this problem there's a few aspects around this that um, are definitely important so you know first straight off the bat um, would be the my first um, starting point for validating an idea and then the second point really is around the, the solution so, okay, assuming that, um, and I will use the word assumption quite a lot, but assuming that there is um, somewhat a need for this, uh, someone's willing to pay for it, then what is the right solution? Um, you know, what is the idea going to turn out to be? So that would be my answer to that question. Um, and interestingly, when it comes to um, idea validation, so I've seen it happen... I've seen two different struggles of this. So when I speak to, um, so for myself, for, ex- for instance, I had a problem which I faced and I feel like because I had this issue and I couldn't find a solution which matched it, 
I was convinced this somewhat validated my idea to a certain extent. Um, but then saying that, you still need to go ahead and, and validate it. So do you think it's better to have problems and challenges which you face necessarily yourself? Or do you think it's it's okay if it's not your particular problem? I also know, having met quite a few developers now, that they just really want to make something a lot of the times. And it's, you know, they've got these skills and they want to put something together and build it. But then they're looking for problems and then they're looking to validate it. So if you're starting a business, is it better that it's your issue that you're validating or is it better or can you just do it with anything really? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I think um, actually the answer is it's okay for both. Um, I've met lots of people that have experienced a problem and decided that they could solve it. Um, and equally I've met some people who aren't maybe um, the person that this is going to um, solve problems for but um, they are well placed to solve a problem because they might have some quite a, a lot of domain knowledge in a particular area um, you know they're not necessarily the person that's going to be using it but they know that they maybe have some inkling that this problem exists um, if you're experiencing a problem there's definitely a problem there um, there's still some areas that need to be validated as in uh, are there actually enough people that you know is there a viable business here if you were going to create a, a solution uh, for this problem um, you may also solve the problem but solve the problem in a slightly different way that a large proportion of the the audience for this product you know they might not use it in the same way you do or they might you know they might think about things in a different way and I think what you need, really need to do is just assume that you're wrong uh, assume that um, actually uh, this problem doesn't exist and then think about okay well how can I how can I prove myself wrong how can I um, uh, how can I put myself in a situation where you know I think this problem exists but I, I'm not sure um, and go and then go about go about uh, how do I prove myself wrong um, there are a few tools that you can use to do that um, the way that we work at We Make Waves is that we very much think about things as experiments. So we run experiments all the time. So in terms of experiments, that's quite a, it's a bit more of a, a slightly more fun way of looking at it. If you say, oh, I'm going to do an experiment to see if my idea is good or if what I want to create is worthwhile creating, um, which isn't, is a, it's quite a good way of doing things because I personally, when it came to validating my idea, I hated it. I hated the whole process. Um, even now, when I think about getting feedback, I, it's cringy. Um, even if you're just putting together questions or you're asking people and you're having to listen and I say to myself, I'm objective, I don't care. And I think a part of that is true. That's what I, I've told myself and that's what I now firmly believe. Yeah. But it is quite um it is difficult so sometimes i feel like when it is tricky and you are sort of putting yourself on the line especially if you're passionate about it the more passionate you are about something the harder it is sometimes to hear feedback especially if you've invested time or money or you've stopped your career or you've told people about it already then it seems like more things are on the line so 
I quite like the notion of, oh, I'm going to do experiments, or if there's some kind of practical, like methodic way of doing it, which is almost a bit set for me, then that makes it easier and it, it kind of removes some of the, the fear a little bit out of it. Um, what, do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, so I think what it does, like you say, it sort of gives a level of objectivity in there. So actually you kind of remove yourself and although it's great to have enthusiasm for a project, um, sometimes it can cloud your judgment. Um, and it also, it also gives you some structure. Um, it's a great way of actually um, making things measurable. Um, and I think, you know, to be quite scientific about this sort of thing is, is actually a really good way of looking at it. Um, if you can set yourself... Uh, if you were to run an experiment, for example, um, you might come up with a bit of a plan as to how that experiment's going to go. Uh, you might set yourself some criteria for success and then some criteria for, for failure. Um, and failure is fine. Failure is, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that your idea is wrong. Um, it might mean that you, you need to change something about your idea. Um, it might mean that actually the, the type of customers that you've identified aren't the type of customers and actually it might be a slightly different customer they might find this useful so there's, there's all different um, ways to, to look at the outcome of an experiment um, and part of that final stage of an experiment is you know judging whether you know whether this was a success and do we persevere or do we pivot so do we need to change what we're doing or do we carry on down the road that we're going and to um, validate an idea, what kind of things do I need to be validating? Like you've mentioned already, is this something people would be willing to pay for? Because sometimes it might not be. But is there any, like what kind of questions, what, what kind of things do I need to be observing? Yeah, so, I mean, that's a good question. I think, um, you know, when you first start framing your idea you might do something you know some a lot of people do um business plans or you might do a, a business model canvas or a lean canvas um and what that really does is that that gives you the the, the structure for your experiments that you know you put down within those you know however you've done it um you, you know you put down the types of customers you think you're going to have you put down the revenue that you think you're going to have uh, where that's going to come from um, the different aspects of the, you know the offering, you know the value proposition of your business. Mm -hmm. um, so what you're really doing here is you're running experiments to validate the value proposition. You're, you're running experiments to validate the, the customers that you think you're going to have. Um, you know the revenue streams. You know if you can if you can, you might run five experiments. Um, all will look slightly different because you're validating different things. Um, one example. Maybe let's. It'd be useful to go through one example. So. Yeah, if you were going to validate your customer base, you, what you might do is you might um, you might have already identified some personas, um, some people that um, might look like customers for this product or for your business. So that's when you think, oh my, you know, my customer will be a, a twenty-year-old female who loves shopping, is very chic, that kind of exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. You 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 frame what this. You know, it's a fictional person, but you, you know, you sometimes you give them a name, you give them an age, you give them interests. Mm -hmm. um, you might write down some uh, problems that they face day to day, and then you might also write down some characteristics that they might have, um, tendencies. You know, would they be willing to 
you, you assume that maybe they'd be willing to spend some money on, you know, as a, if you talk about, sorry, if, you, if you're identifying certain problems that they exist, that, um, that exist for them, and your solution is targeting one of those problems, um, you might, one of the assumptions you're making is that they might be willing to pay a small amount for, uh, or any amount, depending on the business, um, that, you know, for a solution to, to that problem. Um, I think all this sort of early documentation kind of gives you the, um, the groundwork for your experiment. So just carrying on that theme, what you might do is you might set yourself a, a learning goal of saying, okay, well, um, this persona, maybe just pick one. I would always just advocate for doing one thing at a time. Um, you might set yourself an exper- a week-long experiment that, um, you know, if, um, if this person A is... Um, does this problem exist for that person? The simplest thing to, to do might be to reach out to someone who fits that mould, um, someone who preferably you don't know so they don't have any bias towards you. A lot of friends and family that you talk to like to um, say, oh, you know, that's a great idea. Or um, Actually, what you want to do is find some someone's objective opinion on this. So, for instance, with the example that I gave for a, you know, a young female who likes shopping could I guess potentially go down to your shopping centre possibly mm. um, although that's quite a scary thing to do it is, it is scary else. it is scary sometimes but I think um, you know I think actually a lot that's one of the reasons a lot of people don't do this kind of thing is because mm. it's easier sometimes to just, just get on and do stuff um, whereas you're going to save yourself a lot of time and a lot of potentially a lot of money and a lot of heartache by just going and talking to some people uh, it might be in, in that instance that might be I think quantitative while rather than qualitative um, you know picking you know five to ten people uh, rather than doing a survey and sending it out and trying to get hundreds of people to do it because you get slightly different okay, information on that that's interesting because sometimes I think I know I've gone slightly more down the qualitative I hate this word qualitative <laughs> route but um, yeah I mean I didn't have hundreds, I had a, a couple of tens and then I kind of called it a day really and, and moved on to sort of validating next bits. Um, but yeah, okay, that's interesting. So, yeah, so I quality. think trying to think of a, an example here, let's say that, that there's a product that's going to be used for by nurses, okay? It's a product that um, uh, maybe helps them uh, with administrative tasks day to day, you know, saves them time in hospitals okay. or whatever. Let's just let's just take this example. So, you might be a nurse, or you might know some nurses, but actually, you know, is there uh, a, a, a union or a, someone who can put you in touch with nurses who are out of your um, your circle of friends and um, colleagues, um, and put you in touch with some people who are a bit more objective, a different example might be actually um, a different uh, you know in, in maybe in a different profession um, mar- maybe it's a tool for marketers right C- could you reach out on LinkedIn to some five or ten people on LinkedIn connect with them maybe have a call with them if they're willing to if they're not then just drop them a message and you know ideally you want you want a little bit of because you, you're probably going to have a couple of questions um, and you're, you're going to get much better feedback from a, a face-to-face or a you know over-the-phone conversation than you would do 
um, just in a message. Yeah, so really it's it's um, it's about talking to the right people. And then I think, you know, if you frame the experiment properly, then you'll have some successful criteria. And, you know, you you might say that if you hear positive feedback from five of ten people, that actually, um, you know, there's been a success. Uh, and then you've, you've got, you know, a yes or no to carry on, almost, uh, rather than some sort of ambiguous, you know, I think this is right or I think this is wrong. On the successful criteria, so that's something which I have to admit I didn't really put any criteria together. I just felt like I wanted to get opinions, um, see if they would be interested in potentially paying for it, just get an idea. This is so vague as well, but as an an idea as to how enthused they were about the idea itself... And then that was kind of it. But, um, yeah, maybe successful criteria is something to do and to think about. So when you say successful criteria, how, like, do we need definites? Do we need, okay, seven out of ten people need to say yes. Seven out of ten people need to answer this way to this question. Like, how do you, is that, is that what you're thinking? Yes, exactly. Um, you want to have some definite things you you will learn other things along the way because talking to people you're always going to learn some stuff and actually as part of the, the final stages of an experiment you know learning whether um, to you might need to change what you're doing or you want to carry on with what you're doing um, if it's been successful you'll also have there's also sort of a section around this you know around okay well what else have we learned we might have learned actually that there's even more value that, that could be provided if we tweaked it slightly you, you know there's, there's there's lots of stuff you'll learn and actually a lot of people think that this early stage sort of validation you know some people think you know that because they've got that problem that they know that it exists like we've sort of mentioned before but actually the outcomes of this experiment gives you some like data data that you could use to get funding or that's um, a good point. You know, yeah. it, it's not it's not wasted time. It's it's all um, it's going to give you ammunition further down the line to say, okay, well, I'm going to talk to an investor now, and actually, I've done some you know early stage validation. I'm not just talking to my friends and hoping that my investor thinks it's a good idea. I've actually got some like hard evidence here that you know it's not a huge amount of evidence, but it's all ammunition to sort of um, convince someone that you know your idea is a good one. Okay, so let's look at some actual examples. So I know we were talking a little bit about Dropbox. And um, yeah, James, if you could tell us a bit about the story of Dropbox. Um, For anyone who's not come across Dropbox, which is quite hard to imagine now, Dropbox is a little bit similar to Google Drive. They are technically competitors. And um, it's a great way of saving your documents on the cloud um, sharing documents and now it also syncs documents as you work and go along so these are just some of the the core features of Dropbox and it's probably the ones that I use it for Um, but yeah what do I mean Dropbox obviously become hugely popular globally worldwide how did they validate this idea which is really tech heavy actually as well yeah, so um, I think that actually leads us quite nicely onto um, the, the sort of other part of idea validation, which is okay. Well, given that, um, assuming that this exists, uh, this problem exists, 
what solution is the right solution. Um, you know, I was coming idea ideating, so coming up with ideas around that solution and then honing in on the right one. Uh, I think what Dropbox did, which was really quite clever, was is um, you know I think lots of people again think that now that the problem exists and I know the problem exists, I'm going to need to build some software in order to to make sure that I've um, validated my solution. Um, which you don't. I think Dropbox is, like I said, is a good example where actually what they did is they just put up a one single page, um, like data capture page almost. So it said a little bit about what Dropbox was. You know, it's a file storage that allows synchronizing across devices, um, amongst other things that you've already mentioned here. Um, and then just a, a box to put your email address in and to submit it. Um, and I think from that you can you can almost instantly start to gauge interest in that particular solution that's a great way of validating a solution um, it's a way that we've helped clients with in the past um, you know a little bit of or sort of a little bit of money invested to say okay well I'm going to put spend a couple of thousand pounds and build a one page website that's really simple captures a little bit of data um, and then put some you know do some targeted ad advertising towards it or um, you know, advertising on social media. There's obviously a few different channels you can go through. It sort of depends on the type of business you've got, really. Um, but that's that's a great way of, um, you know, that's a great story. I think of uh, how you can really put some substance behind an idea. And it's um, a really simple way of doing things too. Um, just thinking now today you could also easily go on like instagram stories and just start the conversation by putting up a, putting up a story and creating a little survey there to see if there's people who might be interested in what you're doing and then you know taking it onto a website um, and depending on the amount of resource you have available it's um yeah it's quite a, a sort of lean way yeah. of doing it i think i think if i could if if you could leave this this conversation today of this podcast um, the one thing I would try and instill in people is what's the least thing you have to do to learn the next but the next thing um, so if it is just as simple as like you said uh, putting a survey out or just like drawing some stuff on a piece of paper what you think the solution might look like in terms of a few screens that are just dummy putting them in front of some of the people you've already spoken to who are, who are these um you know, people who aren't necessarily your friends or family, um, saying if you know if this if you were if this was in front of you and you had to click on you know you have to explain it a little bit, um, but what you can do there is you can again build confidence that the solution that you're sort of coming around to is going to be a solution that people are going to use. Um, and you know, if you can if you can do that with the very first thing, you don't have to worry about. Building software, soft, building software usually comes with like loads of. I mean, not only does it come with a load of over, overhead um, and cost, um, but it also comes with a load of stuff that you don't need to learn about yet, like building a login, uh, a register, um, all the stuff around like user management. Uh, you know, which ninety nine percent of um, applications need, um, but you don't need to know whether you need that or not. Um, you just want to know whether the core value of the product is you know it is the the way that you've the, the user experience you've got 
uh, or you're thinking about or the um, the solution itself is that what people are going to use um, and if it's not why is it not you know what can you change uh, and just keep going you know doing these sort of iterative loops you know, and yeah I think taking that that mantra of okay well what's the least effort um, thing I could do here to prove um, prove this right or prove it wrong I quite I like that because it keeps you focused because there are so many things that can distract you when you start doing a business um, if you just say to yourself okay I'm starting up what's the least amount of effort almost or the resource if you like that I can put into something to get me the result that I need to prove what I'm doing makes sense I think yeah that might have kept me a little bit more focused at the at the beginning because the other thing is is that when you start getting the feedback as well that's sometimes distracting too people will say something and you'll be like oh that's a good idea maybe I should just change all my questions to focus around this new point so having success criteria clearly marked out at the beginning means that you you know while sometimes it might make sense to change things as you go along there is some benchmark something in place that you are trying to prove or disprove and then the other thing I've been thinking a lot about at the moment is like when does idea validation stop because I'm so in terms of where I'm at I feel like I somewhat validated the concept I'm going to say somewhat because I I feel like it needs a little bit more cleaning up um which I'm going to do after this but um and now I am on the tech side of stuff so now I feel like I'm validating what this site is going to look like and it just feels like if you put out another feature or another component do you does validation ever really stop yeah so I mean that's a good question um it I think people value um the feedback they get in different ways um the way that we work at we make we make waves is that you never stop validating um every feature is just an assumed piece of value and until you know that that um feature is going to deliver the value you think it is um there's no point spending 5 10 15 sometimes 20 25,000 pounds building that feature depending on the size of it um you know, and so you spent. You, you know, you might spend a fraction of that upfront and learn that actually, it's not not a good idea. Um, you know, so I think it's definitely key to to always have the again. It's another mantra, but like always, always learn. Um, and it's really, uh, I think the term is called validated learning. And if you Google validated learning, you, you do get some good resources around it. Um, but yeah, so I hope that answers your question. Yep. So for anyone who is looking to do this, are there any tools or resources, James, that you suggest would help give them a really good starting point or approach? Yeah, I think we, so we use um, a few tools, sort of paper-based tools, and actually it is quite useful sometimes to be using paper, um, sitting around a table with um, a few people even, um, to help you do it uh, if you can. If you're just on your own, that's fine too. Um, but there's, you know, initially there is the sort of business model canvas and the, the, the lean canvas, which is essentially the same thing. 
um, which if you haven't done, if you've just done a business plan, it can be really useful to get all the points that are in your business plan out on one sheet of paper. Um, and you know it helps give you a, a sort of it, it doesn't obviously go into as much detail as a business plan does but it gives you all the, the top points you know around your business um, and helps you pick things that you need to validate pick assumptions you know a lot of what you put in that is an assumption so uh, it's around you know validating those particular things uh, and I think the other thing really is the so we use an experiment sheet which I can send to you Hannah and maybe you can put that in the description mm-hmm. um but what that does is it gives you a framework really for running experiments it's you know you answer a few questions and and suddenly you've got your plan you've got um your hypothesis you've got your early stop condition you've got your success criteria um and then when you've run your your experiment um there's a little bit to fill out at the end you know what did we learn you know do we need to pivot or persevere um so yeah so that's that's another like really useful um sheet that i'll I'll, um, provide yeah please please do so it's the lean canvas yeah. model and then the other sheet that you're going to provide is it's, it's just it's just an experiment sheet um it doesn't really have a, a fancy name <laughs> um, wow <laughs> okay the experiment sheet okay yeah, what we'll do not, is we'll make some, sure it's not something that that we've come up with that we make waves it is an established thing um, it probably does have a name but i can't remember it right now <laughs> uh, we just refer to it as the experiment sheet no worries. And also, um, I guess I feel like we've covered a lot of the things, but I think it's always worth asking you as you are the expert and you work with people. You work with so many people on this. You have, you've had so many clients. Um, what is the one, like, is there another piece of advice or something that you think people who are embarking on this journey should be thinking about? Yeah, I think it's, it's quite counterintuitive and actually almost everyone falls into this pitfall but um, we have a bit of a a term which is a bit of a tongue twister um, but it's specificity before generalism or generosity that is such a tongue twister I'm not even going to try I'll unpack it slightly so um, just try and solve one problem at a time for one specific person um, or one specific type of person sorry uh, and then s- rather than and, and scale the business that way, you know, adding one thing at a time that's going to solve one problem at a time. Um, almost everyone falls into the trap of, okay, well, I, I need this product to do X, Y, and Z for this person. And also there's this person and this other person and they've got slightly different needs, but they're very, very similar. Um, you know, so actually this one product could solve it for everyone. And what you end up with is a very a generalist product a product that doesn't really solve anyone's needs 100% you know you've aimed it at no one in particular uh, and and what tends to happen there is you know the product ends up being really confusing for people to use um, and uh, yeah so difficult to use for, for people and um, it, it they tend to to struggle and actually a lot of people that come and talk to us find themselves in that situation you know they've, they've gone off and they've validated their you know the problem and they've gone and get some investment they've built a product and you know they've got users like coming onto the platform um but they'll come on once and then never come back again and they're like okay well, well like why does that problem exist and it you know it turns out that actually um they've built something which is you know for 
um, you know, for like an individual, but also for businesses and large businesses, uh, all of which have slightly different needs, even though it's solving the same purpose. Um, you know, so the the one man band can't really do what they need to do, and the the big corporate company can't really do what they need to do. Um, so yeah, it's, it, if you could walk away again with with one other thing from this conversation, it's it's just to focus on solving one problem at a time. And actually, I think the experiments help you with that because um, you can only really run one experiment at a time Um, and if you can sort of take that experiment all the way through um, then uh, you know you are sort of inherently going to just solve one problem at a time sounds like patience is quite key as well to this and yeah I think you you can you can move quickly um you know, within a, a, a few weeks, you could you could have validated the problem, validated mm-hmm. a, a p- potential solution, and started to build something. You know, you know, it, it sounds like there's a lot to do, and there is a lot to do. Um, it's not easy, otherwise, a lot of people would, um, you know, obviously people make successful businesses all the time, but this gives you a much much higher rate of success if you if you run your um, your initial startup in this way. Um, so. Yeah, it does sound like there's a lot to do, but you can do it fairly rapidly. Um, and I think that's another maybe misnomer with this. Is, you know, it, something that people do worry. Okay, well, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that because it's just going to hold me back. Mm-hmm. And people get frustrated. Whereas, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, you can run experiments that just, you know, you sit down in the morning. You might write an experiment to contact five people on LinkedIn, ten people on LinkedIn you write your plan you write success criteria within the day you've contacted those people you know it might take you one or two days to hear back from them but you know so within a couple of days you've validated the problem i think the really early stage like problem validation probably does take the most time um, because you really do need to start talking to people and obviously some people are more difficult to get hold of and that's really what you're waiting for but when you come around to sort of um the solution validation um you can do that much quicker um yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I found was that when I did start trying to validate um, the the problem, was that the people that I was having conversations with, um, they become your customers. They become your biggest advocates. They they come on this journey with you. They, I mean, they don't know that I think they're a part of my team, um, but that's how that's how I feel because they've given so much input and then it's like they're on this journey with you to help you better your product so it's also i mean it's a good way of getting your first customers in through the door as well at the same time absolutely absolutely and i think you know on the canvases that you know i'll I'll, again i'll provide to you Hannah, so you can link to them but um as part of the the overall customer segment you know there's also a section in there for early adopters and you can pick like one or two and those early adopters are they really do feel part of the product you know we, we've worked on a startup which was a, a financial tra- sort of trading based application which um obviously it was a market so there's sort of a buyer side and a seller side mm-hmm. um there were a few traders that helped us out at the beginning we did spoke to them a lot um and actually they they almost became salespeople for it because you know they're it's quite a close-knit community that one and um, you know they were talking to 
their trader friends and saying, you know, I've been helping out with this and actually the feedback I'm getting, I'm actually seeing it in the product, um, you know, and that gets them really excited. And, and then they're all telling all their friends, you know, um, you know, they're telling their friends, you know, I've, I'm using this platform. It's great. You know, it's brand new. It's, it's, it's fantastic. You know, I've, you know, I'm actually working with them as well. You know, they kind of feel part of the team. Um, yeah, so it like again, it sort of helps you gain traction. I think. Okay, great. Um, so, to summarise, um, which is always a, a fun task to do, um, <laughs> but to summarise this with idea validation, uh, one of the core reasons you do it is to reduce the risk when you're doing it. Uh, and let me know if you feel like there's anything I miss out in this um, yeah, idea, no, that's, that's good. this that's summary. But um, try and make sure what you're what you're doing. Think about the, doing the least if you like to get the biggest result in terms of validating what your offering is. Think about who your customer is, their persona, so what their interests are, their age, their gender, everything else. Um, and then you can run these experiments on this particular group of people. And then, like James said, there'll be, um, I'll link in experiment, uh, the experiment sheet. So we get an idea as to yeah, how yeah. that looks. Um, and stay focused. But before you do that, make sure you put a success criteria together, yeah, which yeah. is the thing that I did not do and I will be doing. Um, Ah, that is painful, but I will do it. I also think it might be worth it sometimes just having a um, having maybe like an accountability person who can then sit with you at the end and say, well, what was the results? Because there's a, a slight temptation sometimes to skew or to be or to almost say, well, they didn't really answer the question, but I think that they were interested and maybe having somebody on your case might help. Um yeah, and um, yeah, make sure you record things as you go along. Yeah, I think just on that point, I think that's one of the reasons that some people engage with us is because, you know, we are totally impartial and um, although we've got a lot of experience, um, you know, we're still learning all the time, you know, in different sectors and in different areas. Um, and we very much come at it from a, you know, from a fresh, with a fresh head and, you um, we often tell people that they're not ready or they can do a lot of this stuff themselves you know they don't have to spend money with us you know we're, we're interested in like longer term partnerships so we, we, we're very honest with our feedback to people um, and also you know empowering people to do some of this stuff on their own um, but yeah having having that I think you say it's, it's, it's quite helpful to have someone there who um, you know isn't championing the idea as such they're just making you know checking making sure that you are on the right path yeah that you're validating basically yeah yeah okay awesome right thank you guys so much um if you have any follow-up questions you can always get in touch uh, my instagram is henna h-e-n-a 101 and i'm also on twitter henna h-e-n-a-m-h uh, and thank you so much and look forward to speaking to you all very soon bye-bye